Well, rock this morning with my mind. Oh, you feel it? Hey, oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, you know it. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Listen, she's thinking hey. about her friend's life. Is this, is this what this is? It's today that today that, listen, God has spared my friend's life and that's I'm just rejoicing. That's what Hello. we're doing today. Hello. We're just grateful Hello. that Thank you're you. here. Yeah, because I know yes. what it feel like to um. Cause you've been Brandy in a bad knows. accident before too, Brandy. Brandy didn't been in a five. Shut up! No, <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I haven't. Man. I've been in a couple, but not five. Mm, I did, and that was my first good one, and I'm glad that. I'm just glad I'm here. Because, because I'm yes, Lord. Because I'm thinking of had the other car when I was turning, had the oncoming traffic came, I could have been hit on both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God. But God, but God. Ooh, you got to make me take a, a run in here. Don't you yeah. run in your house? Don't you run in your house? Listen, you have to tell the Lord, thank you. Yeah. Where the girls at, Nikki? They're downstairs. He hid from them. Look at her. Mother didn't hid. And baby spent the night with Papa last night. So when she came in the door, she was like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, Brandy Jr. <laughs> Nice to have you home. Yep, she, Mike. She's so, dramatic. she's so dramatic. She's like, oh, mommy, I missed you. It's so good to be home. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, B&K friend? We're back with another new episode. So what's up, K and B, B and K? Hey, what's up? Listen. Hey. I, I, the Lord has kept me one more day. So yeah. how was you guys' week? Nikki, how was your week? Yeah, Nikki, still uh, off, Hannah. How was your week? It was pretty uneventful. Look, 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 look. As you were talking, Nick Nasty, why did Kay Lizzo, Kay Lover, <laughs> Dover, send us a text message to the group chat okay. of okay. her Friday night date? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. I had to sneak that in because he didn't want no pics, and he he didn't make it to the barber shop in time. So you know, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Tell us, oh, tell us. It. Wait, yeah. wait. I can't take it. I can't take it. Wait, <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna say that for later on in the show, but you know, tell us. He looks like a. He looked like Molly like music. A smaller, like a like a smaller Biggie Biggie Smalls. No, he yeah. don't. He looked like, like Molly like music. A, don't he look? Don't he, he look, look like, like he's from not, Philly? Is he from Philly? He's not. He's from Chestertown. He's from Maryland. Wow, that's real close enough. Close it enough. is. It Chestertown, is. Pennsylvania. Okay. Maryland. Okay. Maryland. Tell us what <gasps> happened. Kay. So proud of you, Kim. Are you? I love her right now. If we were together, but <laughs> but I, I did that. I did that for y'all because um, Kim. K lover, yes. the dubber, the yes. real lover, dubber, the real lover, not the fake lover, dubber. <laughs> yeah, ain't, ain't no more. Woo! I can't talk about you no more. Woo! Listen, you, listen, you can't. Toes. You can talk about me because this. Um, you can talk about me a little you bit. You didn't get your toes, sis. I'm proud of you. I'm proud <laughs> of you, sis. You did it. But you and I just want you to know. But that was that was a he was a he was an old friend. Okay, so what happened? Tell us, tell us, tell us. So, um, he been reaching out, and I wait. Just, pause. Can we just talk about Kim's glow right now? Hello. 
I peeped it when we I got home, but I was just like, is this just the grace of God? It no, is. I told her. Because he spared her life? I told her. Because of everlasting love? I don't know. But when I see the pic now, I'm thinking, maybe. What? Is it maybe. just the town? All, all I'm going to say is that wow. all I'm going to say is on Friday, the cuddle ministry went forth. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. but not full throttle. Not full throttle because I had to let them know, hey, some things we just So you didn't have through. to throw it in the circle the whole way. You just. No. no. What a half moon? No. No. Listen. It's been ever since I left Middletown. We I've been on chill from Middletown to Chestertown. Come, come on, come <laughs> on. Woo, woo, woo. So, did you enjoy yourself? I did. Mm-hmm. So, even when I had to pump the brakes, he didn't throw me out. Nothing crazy, nothing. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I just remember, like, yo, this girl got. My, I, I I had to get creative. I had to get creative, and all I'm gonna say is, yo, I'm still a warm girl. That's all I got to hey, say. Yeah, it's cold outside. When it's cold outside, roasty, toasty. Come on, <laughs> here. come on, go get the, listen. Okay, so where did so you went out Friday with him? Yeah, that's it. All we did was just go to an Italian restaurant. That was it. Okay, okay. That's and all then we what did. did you do after? I'm gonna okay. keep rated. Okay, rated for all the little G's, and that's it. So what you do after? Oh, all we did was just, we just talked and caught up on life because it's been over a year since we talked. He's been inboxing me and I've just been ducking and dodging. And for some strange reason, he still would keep reaching out every so often. Because you're the K-lover, Dover. Hey, he wants some of that love. Clearly he did. Clearly he did. And, And he reminded me of just how, loving that i am yes mm-hmm. and just you know but but he respected me in my nice boundaries so that's, that's all it good. is nice. so for that i will always respect him chester town yeah chester town was around chester town was around. out showing a good time making that's a feel that's just what real fancy mm-hmm. on, i'm glad okay so kim you that's starting it. off 2021 on the right foot good. girl Yes. yes praise you the lord come Thanks. on come and ain't come on um, <laughs> what was i gonna say kim yes. how long did the date last oh it was a it was a long date how long kim oh because <laughs> you definitely we definitely kim? talked about nikki at her we eight did. hour date we, we did, did. It, we it was did. it was a it was um it was a it was a long date was it a whole work shift yeah how long okay was oh. it a work shift in time and a half yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Because yeah. okay. there was time and a half when I left. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I knew. That's how I knew that my cuddle ministry was still popping. Okay. And so, but um, but there were still boundaries it's popping. It's and, I, and I'm still and I'm still walking in virtue and purity. Hey, that's good. So, and, and I'm still walking. And I left with my head held high. Huh? Hey. I left with my head held high. But you ain't got to put it down. Huh? You ain't got to. You ain't got to throw it in the circle. I, and I was so proud of myself. I said, oh. He wants you to, though. Because if you would have <laughs> caught me a, a year and a half ago, oh, I would have left with condemnation in my heart. But not Friday night going into Saturday. I said, oh, no. I said, oh, this girl is on to something. This girl is really delivered. <laughs> I said, really delivered. Delivered. Fram, <laughs> we don't have to say. What was your hashtag? 
Kim, Nikki. Hashtag when's Kim's date? We huh? don't have to say it anymore. Hashtag it happened. It happened. It, it happened, Lord. It happened. She ain't in Dover D all by herself no more. <laughs> hey, and I thank you. I thank you, Chestertown. That's it. You did it. That's it. Did it. So, yeah. so we and, just and gonna got a dignity and everything. So we are gonna keep building on your little momentum yes yes, yes. you because got you got your january check you got your january check that's you right got your january check now on to february nice. loving season oh yes. oh yes so so i'm on i'm on the roll and another person had reached out to me so i'm gonna start talking to him nice so the thing for me now just opening up and just getting back talking and so you know that's i that. love it Good for you. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Love I'm never. so proud of you, Kim. You. So I don't, I don't know the last time I was so proud of you. I'm I know. so proud. I, I, me neither. Me neither. I'm proud I'm of myself. So proud of you. I am. So, I'm yeah. proud of you too, girl. You. I look forward to hearing what's uh what's the next the next date the next date or the next town that I'm dating in, huh? Oh, the next town you dated in. Okay, girl. The next town that I that I'll go to, you know, because people are from different towns different places mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice you know hey i'm just out here exploring and and, and just experiencing new people chatting and chewing yeah. huh that's it okay chatting and chewing okay hashtag chatting and chewing and making memories that's nice it. that's all that's all i'm at that's the space i'm in i mean Nikki, you were right. She got a little glow. I said it to her when you we got on the it? when we got on the video. I said, "Look at you, looking all cute with your red on red." Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's something. It's it's not even that. We done I'm figured it out. To, I'm used to the the red lip. Uh-huh. This is different. This is like in her cheeks. Her skin <laughs> is looking real clear. Mm-hmm. It's looking real bright. Like she yeah. had. You know, some 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 orange juice slapped on or something like she's <laughs> real vibrant. Woo! <laughs> Look at that smile. It looks good on you, sis. It looks yeah, good. You need yeah. hey, every you need to share that love. Share that love. <laughs> she will come February. Oh, with dignity. With dignity. <laughs> right. With dignity. Mm. With dignity. Um, my okay. week was quiet <laughs> i don't have anything new i i went back to work i'm starting back to work good i like the work that i'm doing um uh, but that's all i got easy breezy do we have a hashtag for kim nikki a new hashtag i, I mean she doing it i think that's it hashtag she doing it hashtag she hashtag, doing it or, or hashtag watch kim work watch kim work Ooh, watch okay. the k lover duffer work that's what we're doing oh 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 so now we're talking about hashtags let's let's kind of talk about our frame a little bit All so right. we've been getting still such good feedback we love y'all we appreciate you guys so much we also got our very first letter okay and really not a letter it was more like a dm from our fram thank you fram we want to hear from you yes we want you to to dm us we want you to email us at bnk around the way at gmail.com 
um if you if you're on instagram go on and get in that inbox facebook Mm -hmm. send us a message through messenger or you can write it on our walls we want to know what you're thinking the questions you have and the things that you want to explore so we can talk about those so please interact with us we're hoping that this builds up and we can even open it up to a more of a um more interactive platform Mm -hmm. so yeah okay so let me tell you this letter or dm sorry this dm that we got was simple they're a new listener they don't really know us like a lot of our listeners have been friends and families and stuff like that but this listener is a new listener and they love our podcast they think we're hilarious i don't know why y'all are no that's a lie y'all are hilarious no (laughs) especially you k lover dover k lover so the D, the DM basically asked us, what can we say more about who we are individually? So that was the gist of the letter. Um, they said, Kim is hilarious. They said, Nikki is out of control. They said, I got to be out of control. Cause you, I, I already know why I can only imagine that they say you out of control because you were like, uh, church people what do you say church people ain't shit yes 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 okay fram y'all know how i feel about that i don't i'm my my goal is not to offend my goal is to tell the truth so if you got offended then that means you want to do because (laughs) as i said before and i will say it again real christians have a heart after god they treat people like they have a heart after God, mm-hmm. regardless of the optics. They're going to treat you nice. They're going to talk to you like they got some sense. And more importantly, they're going to show up when they say they they're going to do something. They are people of their word. They're not just out here trying to look good and perpetrate. And so, again, they thump that Bible, as you say. <laughs> and they thump in the Bible that you want to re- repeat scripture, but ain't got a bit of it in your heart. That ain't right. That ain't right. And that is the definition of church folk. And I'm not one, and I don't want you to be one. <laughs> no, if no, you no. Are, if you are, hear me when I say Repent. you ain't shit. <laughs> but you can. You can change your life. And 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 God wants that for you. Lord, yeah, I want to make it into heaven, but you got to be a Christian, not just in word, but in deed. And that is the difference between a Christian and church people. They don't have the good deeds to go with it. So do better, Fram. Do better. better. This is why you're out of control, Nikki. Okay. You know, and then they said, you know, I was a little bit sensitive, which I am. I don't care. I'm sensitive. Um, (laughs) That's just the gist of who I am. But with that sensitivity, I'll say, I feel like I am a quiet storm of sorts. Yes, so even though I might cry in the car, cry in the bathroom, I still show up and I still make stuff happen. Yes. But anywho, so basically the letter talked about a little bit how they felt about us, which I'm grateful that you guys think this way about us. But then also they want to know more about who we are individually. So we talked about our friendship and how we met and all the other kind of stuff. But they want to know from college to now kind of who we are. Mm-hmm. So Nikki, Nikki, you go ahead to start. What? 
Okay. Start. Okay. 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 So guys, yes, I, you know Kim likes to call me Nick Nasty, Brandy too. It's Nikki. There's nothing really nasty about me. <laughs> um, I'm just the sweetest thing. I, I would, you know, my ex-husband used to say when we were dating, he used to say, you sweet as your mama's tea. And that's some <laughs> sweet stuff, okay? <laughs> so, um, I again, I'm from a little small country town or city, rather, Statesville. Um, and country. I'm from North Carolina. Um, born and raised here. Um, I date, I've only had three boyfriends in my whole life. And my husband who's now deceased was my third boyfriend and we started dating in 2002 I was a senior in high school and he was a junior and so we maintained our relationship through college through undergrad through grad school well no that's a lie I broke up with him when I went to grad school in Kansas because I just wanted to focus on school and through undergrad we were always in different states um he started out at eastern kentucky i started out at virginia then i went to ecu he went to unc wilmington then i went to kansas and he went to dc so we were never really together except for that first year so we made long distance work of course being young and 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 trying to figure out what we like we had our couple of breakups but we always found our way back to each other and then when i got to kansas i just decided you know this is my opportunity and and 17 hours is a long way and mm-hmm. I just didn't want to have to work so hard uh when my goal and my mission was to get to Kansas and slay and get out of there so I broke up with him and um he did his thing I really didn't do anything I wasn't dating uh I flirted a little I went out a little but I really didn't date anybody um And then he came to my graduation, um, unbeknownst to me, and basically declared his love. And and we decided that we were going to, you know, rekindle, start that thing up again. And so in April of 2011, I graduated in 2010, in April 2011, um we both moved home and we tried to find jobs in Charlotte we couldn't find anything at the time you know I was living at my mom's he was living at his mom's and so after months of trying to find something we were like okay let's just let's look somewhere else and he got a job in Raleigh um I can't remember I think I know it was like a beverage company he was like driving for a beverage company so um, we moved to Raleigh in June of 2011 and we lived in Raleigh for three years he proposed um, in 2012 is that we, when you had that ugly cat don't ugly. I can't believe you called Nina ugly was Nina was beautiful. beautiful is that when you had the cat though yeah, we got Nina when we lived in Raleigh. We got her from a shelter from the Humane Society. <laughs> it was gorgeous, guys. Nah. But anyway, so um, uh, yeah, a year after living together, 
this was our first time of course living together after a year living together he proposed I said yes I didn't like the idea of getting married in 2013 something about that number I don't know why I just didn't like it and we were broke okay I was like what are we gonna pay for it with bread um so I was like let's let's just push it out he was not happy but of course what are you gonna do leave me so we pushed the wedding out to 2014 um something to know is we always had the same date so we started dating August 24th of 2002. He proposed on our 10-year anniversary, August 24th, 2012. Nice. And then we got married on August 24th, 2014. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, it's, it's still a special day to me. You know, I, it always will be. Yeah. Um, so we got married. Fun um, times, fun, fun times, fun times. This, this the weekend, the wedding weekend was amazing. Thanks was to epic. the girls B and K and all my other bridesmaids. Shout out to Curl. Shout out to Deidre. Shout out to Allie. And, the, and your flower girls. Shout out to Kaylin and Naya. Shout out to Heather and Christine who came from Kansas. Yes. It was every everybody. That party bus United was... Nations. You had... You <laughs> listen, you Can't be quiet. The party bus was lit. It was, it was a beautiful wedding. A beautiful wedding. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was literally on cloud nine. Like, listen, that was... You the first because you got married, girl. It was the first time I was on the party bus. You keep on living life, honey. I'm going to live it, but I'm going to live it. I'm living life with you. Every time you think of something, you just keep on thinking, sis. I'm like, hey, you'll be there, but you'll be there with my bells and my whistles. That's right. That's what you do. Um, so yeah, it was just the best time of my life, and um, we I got pregnant um when Heidi the first night of my honeymoon Heidi we we used protection the entire time we were dating never had Ooh. no slip-ups no nothing no we were very very careful because we knew we didn't want kids before we were ready and so while I was ready I didn't think it was gonna happen Not that, that fast yeah that was quick he said it though and somebody somebody at the wedding reminded me that like during our toast like yeah. he made the comment like you know she about to have a baby you know <laughs> and so in his mind and that's something we talked about later in his mind the minute that ring went on it was like the condom got to come off <laughs> I ain't wearing no more condoms if I'm a married man and I was like what <laughs> like no so anyway that was that so we got I got pregnant um if I'm being honest I kind of felt like I got pregnant too like the way it happened I was just like oh, oh yes, she's she's it. Holy that's holy matrimony this is it matrimony <laughs> so, they said it's a difference between when you get married and when you're not married I think so it is it is mm -hmm. so um yeah, we had to cut our honeymoon short because my grandmother, who had recently got out of the hospital, like, uh, I think two days before my marriage, she didn't get to come to the wedding because she was still sick and fragile. But she was, you know, she had got discharged from the hospital. And on that Friday, we got married on Sunday. And then by Tuesday, she was sick again. And so we left and we came home uh, to get her. Um, he loved her just as much as I, well, nobody loved her as much as I did, but you know, it was there. 
um he was in full support you know like we got to go get mama and so that's what we did and so when I came back um she had to be admitted to the hospital again but this time it was much more serious and so I spent the first two and a half months of married life living in a hospital room with my grandmother Mm -hmm. and I would see Cameron um maybe twice a week like we I would go home on the weekends and you know get a change of clothes or something like that but we really didn't have intimate time together um Mm -hmm. because I was at the hospital with mama and he knew that's where I wanted to be so he wanted me to be there um we talked of course all the time but it wasn't the same and then I found out I was pregnant when I was five and a half weeks um so I found out really early Mm -hmm. I, I just I didn't feel bad. It was just the fact that my period was late. And I was like, hmm, let's take a test. And so I took uh, five tests and I even lied. I even lied. Lord, forgive me. I went to a pregnancy center and and lied on what my name was and everything. Um, so I could get a free blood test because I was like, these, these pregnancy tests ain't right. Something ain't right. I need a blood test. So they gave me a blood test and sure enough, I was pregnant. So at the time, um, right shortly after I found out I was pregnant, my mom came home and we she moved in with us. We moved her in with us because that's where I wanted her. And we converted the downstairs into like her bedroom. And so I was just basically her, her nurse, her wet nurse. Mm-hmm. I was wherever, she, you know, I slept on the couch downstairs next to her bed. And uh, she had to have something called a um, life vest because she went into cardiac arrest when she was in the hospital from the stress of being sick for so long. So they made her wear a life vest so they could monitor her, her heart function. And if it went out of rhythm again, it would shock her. It was the same as wearing paddles on your chest because it was built in and it would shock her so anytime we heard that sound it was like I gotta hurry up and get to her and I had to disengage the alarm so it wouldn't shock her you know the only reason it needed to go off was that she was truly in cardiac arrest um so that was what it was I was I didn't I wasn't working I was just taking care of her full-time bathing her feeding her she couldn't eat she could I mean she could barely hold her own weight up and I was I don't know where I found the strength, but I was literally lifting her like she was a baby and putting her in the bed and doing things. And I cherish those things now because I wouldn't have had it any other way. Mm -hmm. I was glad that in my older years, I could care for her because she cared for me when I was a baby. Mm -hmm. And that is a time that, you know, I I wouldn't trade for anything because we, it was real quality time. It was just us. And, um, yeah she got better by thanksgiving she was back in her house walking talking driving cooking she was the old kitty like you would have never known that she was sick and it was like that's when I was like okay I'm really pregnant like if that's when me and Cameron started getting googly eyes like this is really about to happen we about to be somebody's mama and daddy <laughs> and before you know it she was here and Addie came in May and it was just kind of like a whirlwind. Kim and Brandy came. I think y'all came like July. She was just a couple months old. Yeah, like June or July. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are gorgeous pictures. I'm gonna too. post a picture. I'm gonna post yeah. it. Yeah, you need to post that picture because that that was that was special. You was looking all maternal and cute and everything. And you know, <laughs> boobs leaking and everything. Yes. <laughs> 
So then fast forward, we get pregnant again. I have Morgan in 2017. Um, and everything is kind of changing. Um, Cameron lost his job. I was working part-time, but I was trying to, the goal was for me to be stay at home. I had never, ever wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I really wasn't sold on it then, but it was just practical. You have mm-hmm. two young, you know, kids. Um, daycare is really expensive. And the reality is you want to be, you want to be as hands-on as possible when they're young like that. So me and Cameron had discussed me transitioning from part-time to just staying at home full-time, but then he lost his job and it was almost like, okay, we can't do none of that. We lost our insurance, everything. Everything was just kind of spiraling downhill. And um, yeah, it, 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 it feels like a blur now to try to talk about it or remember specifics, but the highlight of 2017 was definitely Morgan's birth and then Brandy's wedding. And um, fast forward to 2018, um, things were still stressful, still tight. Um, and we were just re- not in a really good place at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually just got not not too long after uh got a job offer a couple job offers but I took the one at where I'm at now social services um and yeah it just felt like okay things are kind of on the upswing and then Cameron passed away um, September 1st 2018 um and so when I talk about him, I guess it's confusing for listeners who don't know my story because it's like, okay, he was there one minute and now he's gone, but that's literally how it feels to me. Yeah. It does feel like he was there forever. You know, I literally grew up with him. We spent what, 16 years together. And most of that 95% of that was amazing. Really, really good. But towards the end, it just wasn't. And, you know, and that's sad to say, I hate to say it, but if I'm being honest, and that's a piece of what I want to bring to this podcast, it wasn't. The end was not great. And so I've had to deal with those emotions over the last couple of years of reconciling that, you know, you can still love someone and not like the way they treated you towards the mm-hmm. end. Um, you can still honor them and um, mourn the good times, but also still have feelings um of anger or sadness about the things that weren't so great because you who wants to leave things undone or unsaid or unfinished but again we're not in control you just have you have the choice to deal with the hand that God gave you and so these last couple years have been about me mourning the life that I thought I was going to have mourning the life that I had planned for myself and the life that I had planned with Cameron and really trying to embrace and decide what do I want my next 35 years to look like Mm. and who do I want in it Mm -hmm. um and so yeah so here I am so quick question you know because you guys had a really great long relationship I have I met you when you were dating Cameron which was like eons ago Mm -hmm. do you think the challenges or the bulk of the challenges came after you had 
kids? Do you think kids played a part in that? I think the pressure from being a parent, wanting to provide Mm -hmm. so much, you know, that is, that's where the stress comes from. And if I'm being honest, we didn't have any space. It was like, we had life changes happening back to back to back. Mm -hmm. Now we had a choice to get pregnant. That wasn't, it wasn't like that was anybody's fault. And we don't, you know, I wouldn't take it back for anything, but it was kind of like, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You know, you got married, then you're a caregiver, then you get your first pregnancy, and now your second pregnancy. And so there was so much in between those huge life transitions that were also huge. Mm-hmm. And it was like we didn't have a chance to catch our breath. And so the communication wasn't great. It was like we were just um, on autopilot kind of mm-hmm. survival mode versus doing a lot of planning because when you plan you have time in between Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like we had that much time to plan the way we wanted to and I think again Cameron being the type of man that he was which really what attracted me to him was he was so ambitious he was so driven he never the the minute he got a job offer or took a new position he always believed in being better than he was you know two months ago six months ago a year ago Um, but that also was kind of his downfall because he could never be happy with what he had. Mm -hmm. It was never good enough. He always had to be first, you know, and the best, and he didn't believe in second place or settling. And so when things happen, like life happens, Mm -hmm. you know, and it knocks you down, it took him much hard. It it took him a, a much longer time to recover. He didn't let that stuff go and so as his stress built instead of him being able to communicate that with me um or allowing me to just kind of problem solve with him he depended on himself and himself alone because that's what he was used to he's an only child um and he very much did everything on his own he you know he had opportunities of course um, and he had a lot of good people in his corner but for the most part Cameron made things happen for himself and so in his his favorite quote was when I need help I look in the mirror Mm -hmm. so that's how he operated and in a marriage you can't operate that way Mm -hmm. we are the team not you we are the team so if you choose to shelter your partner from things that you feel like you don't want to burden them with or you can handle on your own you're really doing a disservice to your 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 marriage you're doing a disservice to your team as because you can't the other person doesn't know what you're thinking Mm -hmm. they can't help what they don't know about so yeah uh, that was it was it was a lot of different factors but I think that was the biggest thing it was did you did you ever think that you would be a widow at 30 something years old never never who who is a widow at 33 mm-hmm. with a one-year-old and a three-year-old like never wow. I could have never imagined that for myself things in five years that you dealt with marriage motherhood mm-hmm. caregiving widowing and being a single mother mm-hmm. that's enough to knock anybody off their feet Mm-hmm. You got that is good well i will say this i feel like you know we've been on the road together all of us throughout all of that 
and your strength through it all has been inspiring honestly yeah. I'm I don't know how yeah. I don't know how I just know that you have you do you yeah, show up for them girls yeah. every day you show up for yourself even mm-hmm. when it's hard mm-hmm. you know I'm just proud to be your friend and proud to be yeah. able to witness it yeah yeah that's sweet thank you for saying that yeah just, I don't I, I really appreciate that because I don't know I I don't know but I'm proof that it can be done yeah. and so for any of the listeners for any of our friend who are going through we're not yeah. here to tell you that it's not going to be that it's going to be easy we're not here to tell you that you know things are always going to be the way you want them to be but you can make it through you mm-hmm. you everybody has a choice in the morning yeah. to put one foot in front of the other and so i think sometimes in life especially black women mm-hmm. young black women mm-hmm. um but we ain't young no more yes we are we're i young. am <laughs> I watch y'all your birthday is before uh, mine okay uh what are we what are we considered are we millennials yes we are okay so millennial women and older (laughs) and younger too all women you are in a unique position because clearly look look around you the world is ours we are the ones who are pushing this country forward we are the ones who are making boss moves we are the power players but with that with black women especially we carry a lot of weight on our shoulders Mm -hmm. we have a lot of stress and baggage but we have a a duty to ourselves to unpack it Mm -hmm. because if you don't nobody else is going to that's right that's what you need fram for that's what you need fram for and i think too we we'll talk about later you know christianity and things like that i think that'll be a really good show but the black community you know relies so heavily on christianity and praying um and those are wonderful tools but you got to do the work mm-hmm. and when you if you truly have faith if you're a full-fledged believer full-fledged. and you're putting your stuff down and you're saying okay god i know you're gonna do this for me but you don't let him do it and you keep interfering Ooh, or meaning that you're, you're, you you yes. want to keep picking it up because you think if I just tweak it one more time, it's going to be right. Every time you touch it, you're setting yourself back and you're, you're delaying God's process for you. So mm-hmm. if you're not willing to sit down, God mm. will sit you down on his own. Ooh. And I feel like that's what he did. He sat me down yeah. because things were going wrong and I wouldn't let it go. I just kept trying to chisel away chisel away knowing that I wasn't going to be able to do what God could do wow Mm -hmm. the minute that I let go of it and let God God turned around everything there's a song what the devil meant for bad God turned around for my good that's what he did you know go ahead so where so where are you today given all the things because you have had a lot in these last few years where are you today today I'm still a work in progress <laughs> but you know I'm I am happy and I have a peace that I couldn't I couldn't have imagined that I would have had wow. you know at this time five years ago I couldn't have and five years ago 
my life was pretty good. I mean, I was on cloud nine, but it's still not, it's unmatched. The peace that I have within myself, Mm -hmm. the peace that I've given and allowed to happen, Mm -hmm. um, the ways that I have, you know, kind of just grown and knowing that I can handle it. I can't do this Mm -hmm. because sometimes you doubt yourself. Um, You hear other people giving you praises and telling you that you're this, that, and the third. But if you don't believe it, right? if you don't internalize it, it doesn't mean anything. It's not worth anything. But now I know it for myself. Mm -hmm. I can do it. I'm all right. And, And my prayer every night for the last two and a half, almost three years has been, God, you just take care of me. And I'll take care of my kids. And that's all I ask for. Mm-hmm. And he's done more than that. He keeps showing up. And so that is, if you don't get anything else from what I said today, just keep showing up. As Brandy mm-hmm. said, she wants to show up for herself this year. Show up for mm-hmm. yourself and show up for the people who show up for you. Come on, Love yourself enough, enough to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Yeah, definitely definitely like proud of the journey like it I just watching it I know it ain't been easy it ain't been easy it'll make you cry every time she she calls you on the phone it's like how can you feel sorry for yourself when your friend is going through such loss yeah and then then I got to call on my mom and I got to call on my people to pray my pray my friend through Mm-hmm. And let me say this, Fram. Let me shout out Brandy and Kim because they have, they've been there every step of the way. And not to take away from my other friends who have been there also. But when I tell you that I can just send a text, I think I think when my mom got really, really sick, maybe in 2015 or 2014, and I was like, I can't pray for myself. I need you to pray for me. That's mm-hmm. what they did. I don't have to explain anything to them. When I say that I need them, they show up and, and it doesn't always have to be physical. They have prayed. I know that my grandmother, myself, my mother, my brother, my family, I know they have all benefited from Kim and Brandy's prayers. And that is something that I can't, you know, I can't tell you how much that means to me. That's everything. When you have somebody that is praying for you harder than you can pray for yourself when you are that low or you're in despair and you just can't find the words, but you know, you have people to call on. That's big. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. So thank you guys. Yeah. Cause we go in, we go in. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Nikki over there crying. I can't this help it. Guys. You would think it would be me, but it, it ain't me. I'm, I'm sensitive yeah. too. Brandy's just real extra. <laughs> I'm emotional. I'm got, a heart underneath all of that. You know, listen. Got it's hard to all that thugness she got. You I'm, I, but I'm not even a thug. <laughs> I, I didn't That's crazy I'm, not, I'm not even a thug, y'all. I'm not. I just don't. But she can very she can be very stern. I'm not even a thug. With a correction on her friend. <laughs> we know Nikki has a she she tells you how she feels, friend. <laughs> Brandy. Your turn, Brandy. Your turn. How has life? Where are you at in life? And how has life been for you these last five years? Okay, so it different from Nikki. I don't know what to say. So I want, if it's possible, Ooh. y'all ask me questions. No, 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 okay. no. You don't know what to say. How do you know what to say in the last five so, years? 
you didn't had a lot of things going too. You got married in these last five years. I did. You experienced loss these last five years. You've moved Talk about where you are and where you thought you would be. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's a good, that's a good starter. So where I am today, today, I, like Nikki said, I'm in a much, much better place than I was these last five years. Um, I am back to work. So um, undergrad at Virginia State, I work, I got my degree in special education. So I'm back doing special education work. Um, so it's like the roots of where I started. The circle. Yeah. So I'm, I feel good about that because I'm able to pour into a community who needs me, you know, mm-hmm. and value the, the work that I do and value the heart that I give to it every day. Um, I feel like I'm tapping back into my purpose, yeah. um, which has been, uh, what's the word? I haven't, I, I thought I lost it. It was on autopilot. So it yeah. reinvigorated you. It yeah. has reinvigorated you me. Rekindled your, your purpose. Your purpose has been rekindled. It has. And so I feel really good about that. Um, I'm Like I said before, I'm in Atlanta now. We moved from Detroit. I grew up in Detroit. My parents, my dad is from D- Detroit, but my mom, she's from North Carolina. So I was born in North Carolina, but I grew up in Detroit, went to school in Virginia. And now since I've gotten married, I'm here in Georgia. Never would have thought in a million years that I would be living in Georgia, but here we are. (laughs) Here we are. And I love it. I love it because it came at the right time. And I'll tell you why. I'm not great with dates. So I'm not as good as Nikki with dates and stuff, but maybe seven or eight years ago, my Mima, she was officially diagnosed with uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. So that's started its own situation my Mima is my very best friend in the whole wide world and so that transition started 2015 I believe 14 15 my mom um let us know that she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer so I used to work for Michigan State in the summer and um I came home my dad invited us to the house my brother, his wife, and sat us down. We're sitting outside and my mom is just sitting there. And my dad was like, you know, we got some information for you. Um, your mom has been diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer. And in that moment, I see it clear as day, my whole life stopped. You know, I had just come off this high from working at Michigan State because I'm working with these young people and we're trying to get them into school and da 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 da. And I had been doing that for like five or six years. And boom, you know, I was working my dream job at the time where I worked at my old high school. So I don't know about everybody else, but I had great memories of my high school experience. And so while I was working at Michigan State, my old high school called me and said, hey, we want you to be a counselor for our students. And I was like, what, me? Because I was teaching. And they were like, no, we want you to be a counselor. And so I transitioned to become a high school counselor and loved it. I loved working at the school that gave me so much. They poured so much into me. Part of who I am is because of the school and the teachers. 
Um, and so for me, it was heaven on earth to be able to live my purpose in this way. And so I was coming home, coming off my high and then boom, my mama got cancer. I automatically thought in my mind, like, okay, it didn't feel like death, but it did feel like a shift, like life has changed, but it felt like, okay, stage three, that's not the worst. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. And I know the kind of faith my mama has, my dad and the rest of us, this piece of cake might be some work, but it's going to be all right. That's same summer I met my now husband so the month before I moved the month before I went to Michigan State I met Ronald wait Brandy was that two that was 2014 right I think so because I remember my bridal shower was in June and then I got married in August and I remember finding out after the bridal shower that your mom had cancer and you told me and it was like when I asked you, I was like, why are you just now telling me this? And you were like, because I didn't want to rain on your parade, basically. <sighs> like, what a friend. Like, yeah. who does that? Who does that? Anyway. So, okay, so you're right. It was 2014. So I met Ronald in June of 2014 at a party. In July of 2014, I went to Michigan State for the month and did my little thing. And at the end of July, my mom got diagnosed early August, Ronald called me and we've been together ever since. And so me as like the pseudo oldest grandchild, I consider myself to be the oldest, even though I'm not, I, you know, showed up wherever I needed to show up. When my, my dad or my aunt called to be with my Mima, that's where I was. And crazy enough, Ronald was right there with me the whole time. <clears throat> so when I'm going to Mima's to feed her or whatever, spend some time with her, Ronald is right there with me. And so um, wow. fast forward to what my Mima, it's so many things. I don't even know. Like, so many things has happened. Nikki's wedding happened in 2014 as well. Um, that's when I f- first started talking to Ronald. That's when mommy got got uh, diagnosed. And then uh, fast forward, Ronald proposed in what, 2016? Yeah. Kim was there. So mm-hmm. my mom, she was having, my dad planned this whole surprise birthday party in North Carolina for my mom. And it you know, I just love the fact that my family, my friends get to like experience moments like this. So my dad, he really wanted to do something really nice for my mom. So my family in Michigan chartered a bus to North Carolina to, you know, intertwine my Michigan family and my North Carolina family to celebrate my mom. It was just like <sighs> the most amazing thing. Because I had on that Afro wig. It was yeah. <laughs> And it was he proposed to you at your mother's party he did which yeah. is ridiculous because even when the day is supposed to be about all about my mom she somehow found a way to share it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like that's just was that's just how yep. she was and so yeah, kim was there when ronald proposed to me it was amazing yes it was, yes, it was lit I loved it. I was pumped. I felt, listen, I was pumped. I was crying at the picture. I knew I couldn't be there because <laughs> I was big and pregnant. And I was like, I'm crying. Like, 
this is the sweetest thing. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Coordinated really good with your family. Like he really did. It was perfect. And that was always my dream. Like if ever somebody proposed to me, I want everybody to be there. Like, so it was, it was perfect. So we got engaged in what, 2016? 2016. And then in 2017, that's when the world win really happened. Because in 2017, um i'm planning my wedding me and my passed away on my birthday mm-hmm. which was in april april 29th and then our wedding was a month later may 28th mm-hmm. and in between that ronald got a job promotion on may 1st so we had to travel to georgia find a place to live come back in one day and go to Mima's funeral. So 29th, Mima passed away. The first, we flew to Georgia. The second, we came back. The third, fourth or the fifth, I don't remember, was the the, um, funeral. And then on May 28th was my wedding wedding day. Um, And then... And in between all of that, in between all of that, because you said Mima's funeral was the third? My birthday. Because I didn't go to Kim's birthday. My grandmother's funeral was, um, she passed on May 5th, and her funeral was the 11th, and mm-hmm. Brandy was there. And oh, yeah. It you was just. I lost your grandmoms around the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, it was crazy. Like she yeah. showed up again. And then we know. had to prepare for Brandy's wedding. All of that. And I'm, and I'm like, trying, oh, to, trying to plan a wedding. Because honestly, yeah. I missed both y'all's grandmother's funerals. I honestly, because I knew that I had to be to Brandy's wedding at the end of May. Mm-hmm. I knew it was the beginning of May. And at the end of May, I said, I got to get to Detroit. So I couldn't make all the events. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because honestly, was it 2015? That's when my grandfather had passed mm-hmm. on that Labor Day in September. And um, so, yeah, that, yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, so... Yeah. So you got married. And then it I moved to Georgia. Beautiful. Yes. Thank no, you. No, let's pause. Let's talk about the wedding. Well, let's talk about the bachelorette. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know. I That's don't another know. episode. We're going to have to save the rest of that stuff for another I episode. wish y'all could see my let's, face. Let's put a poll. This, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was a crazy good time, though. The wedding was beautiful. <laughs> it, I mean, Oh, it was gorgeous. Everybody looked beautiful. Okay, I ain't never had a face beat like that. Okay, that was important. Shout out to Taylor, Taylor Moore, the extraordinaire. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything was beautiful. The boat, we partied. The music was good. The drink was good. I mean, it was a good time. Now everybody was walking out there looking real crazy with their hair because we was on that boat. You know, uh, natural hair and humidity don't go together. But, but we were, it looked good while it was going down. We were slated and, them ponytails for Brandy's wedding. Okay, and Brandy's mom looks so beautiful. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, she kind of looked airbrushed. Like she just—that's how perfect she looked. She was like she just looked really so happy beautiful it was a gorgeous day it was Thank it was you. a beautiful wedding the yes. photographer brandy it was a it was a, a welcome relief for me because i it was just not a good time for me but she and got married her wedding weekend time. is everything it was celebration after all of those traumatic things mm-hmm. that's what his wedding it was, was amazing God experienced loss after loss and so we needed something to jolt our and something positive to bring the family together and that's what yep. brandy 
what it did for her. That's what it did for us. And it did, and it, it did brought us through. Celebration, celebrate after all that morning. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brandy and Ryan for getting married. <laughs> Come on now. So, so yeah, so we got married that May. We moved to Georgia and then I started work. Ronald started work. And that August, my mom took a turn for the worse. So like how you said, I didn't necessarily say out loud what was going on at your um, bachelorette. The same thing kind of happened. So me, my brother um Kayla which is my brother's wife Kayla and Ronald we were all in Georgia for the Beyonce concert Beyonce and Jay-Z had a concert and we was hype okay we was excited spend some time together and um right before the concert started my dad called me on my cell phone and was like hey you need you guys need to come home make plans to come home because it's not looking good and I don't know if she's going to make it the rest of the week. And I was just like, okay. And I got off the phone with my dad and I was like, do I tell them now, right before the concert, all the fun? Or do I wait? Because what me telling them is about to change everything. And so I didn't say anything. I just kind of like put it to the side, tried to, create or have the best time ever and then when a when a concert was over and we were on our way home that's when I told him and it just it was the hardest thing one of the hardest things I think I've ever had to do is like not pretend but put the realities of what's to come on the shelf so that we can have this one last moment because all four of us was about to have to have this experience um and that was that was oh I'll never forget that but I told him and literally from then on that next week I went home I don't even want to get into all of that the the the, the short of it is my mom lasts maybe three more days and um she transitioned and I was, me and a nurse, hospice nurse, were the only ones in the room with her when she passed away. And so that moment has haunted me for the last few years, which has made my grief such uh, elongated, where it's lasted longer than I thought it was going to last. I mean, grief never dies. It never leaves right. you. But the intensity of it, I was not ready for Um but I was grateful that she, my mom felt comfortable enough to take her last breath with me. Um, and I was grateful that my grandma, who's in her 80s, who lives in North Carolina, she was able to come to Michigan and see my mom before she passed away. So like my grandma got there maybe 20 minutes before my mom took decided she she was done. And so I, I'm grateful to God because I feel like my mom, she waited for my grandma to get there so they can say their goodbyes and, you know, so she can make her transition. So, yeah, so I moved to Georgia and as soon as I moved to Georgia, my mom passed away. So, so yeah, that's just, that's been my last five years. Like 
major transition like you said Kim I've gotten married I've built a house I've lost a grandmother I've lost my mom I hate I hate talking about this stuff because it's almost like my life to a degree stood stood still so it's kind of a blur so and then also you know as far as storytelling I'm not as eloquent as you Nikki telling my story I just know like you said in the midst of all of those things I grieved Mm -hmm. in a way that I'm grateful that God gave me where I didn't have to work for these last couple of years Mm -hmm. um because prior to that I used to work y'all know me like I ever since college I've had two or three jobs always you love to do I do. I enjoy loving. And and that's something that even during my time, I've never really found that thing that I love to do. That's the difference between your your work experience and mine since college. I have had throughout, we've been out of college over 10 years now. So I had experience in in the blue collar sector, the nonprofit sector, and I've worked with youth. I didn't really like working with youth in that, (laughs) in that uh, digit center, but it was a good look while I was working on my master's. And the nonprofit, it was nice. I like doing that, but I wasn't getting paid that mm-hmm. for nonprofit. Wait, Kim, that's content for you. Mm, that's stuff right. you can talk about when it's your turn. All right. Yeah. So I just I've always had several jobs. But like Nikki and Kim said, it's I've always loved the work that I do. So I've never considered it to be like work. Um, so this is the first time since college that I haven't done anything so for the past couple years I've just been able to grieve and it hit me harder than I thought it was going to hit me because during the time that my mom was sick for like the five or so years I was so focused on what has got to get done I didn't think about the what if so I never thought that my mom was going to pass away I always thought she was going to get better you know what I'm saying and so when she didn't get better it hit me And then to be 30 something years old, early 30s, to not have your mom, like you said, I never in a million years thought I would be without my mom this early in my life. Like I don't even have kids yet. So my kids won't have their grandma, my mom, you know what I'm saying? So coming to terms with stuff like that, it took me a really long time to do that. I said it in one of the episodes as far as the pandemic. This year is the first year that I've been able to really rest. Because even in the passing of my mom and all the things, I tried to keep going. I tried to like force myself to sit. I forced myself to go to therapy. I forced myself to do all the things to try to figure out how can I get better? Like the quicker I get better, the faster, the better. Mm -hmm. And it took me until this pandemic where, you know, God set the whole world down and said, chill, just Mm -hmm. chill. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I know I said it in the last podcast, you know, this pandemic, although has been terrible for most, it it was good to me because it really forced me to settle in the fact that things are different and it's okay. You know what I mean? Yep. That God is in control. Yeah. He's going to have his way anyway. You might as well just do what you can do. Manage your own lane with what he's giving you. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, but where I am today is in a much better place. I'm finally back to work and I love it. Um, Ronald and I are doing well. Um, I have moments instead Mm -hmm. of whole days, whole weeks, whole months of this grief thing Mm -hmm. where, you know, I can still come back from it. So if I start off not so good, I can come back and have a better day in on a good note. So that that's progress. Okay. That's huge. Recover. Where do we I'm, 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 I mean, let me, I'm a shout out Brandy because <laughs> Brandy has done a lot of work to get here. Yes. It was not easy. It, I mean, she was probably the main person I spoke to from 2018 till 2020 because she knew what I was going through. And that's yeah. me. We didn't have to. Well, sometimes we didn't even have to talk about it. Because mm-hmm. the because so the Fram fully understands mommy my passed away, your grandma passed away. Mm-hmm. Your husband passed away the, the day, day after my mama passed away. Mm-hmm. And so after. so it we've lived like this parallel life these mm-hmm. past uh few years. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was something that, again, I feel like, you know, God set it up that way. Me and Brandy were not close. Like it was cool. You remember, um, back to the first or second episode when me and Brandy met in college, we were not close. We, our friendship grew over time. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say after 2014, 15, maybe it stepped up another notch. But 2017 and beyond, it's been like, this is my right hand, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's something about when you're walking through grief and you feel alone Mm -hmm. because either A, you can't talk to nobody about it because they won't understand or you just don't want to. Mm -hmm. But when you have somebody who's in it with you and understands that, you know what, I can't talk about it, but I'm here, Mm -hmm. it, it... it, it, it helped me immensely. I mean, she helped me just by her going through the same thing. Just, and, and, and of course it's not the same. Losing your mom is not the same as losing your husband by any means, but it is a, it is a, it's a cornerstone. It's what I call a cornerstone grief Mm -hmm. because they're essential to your life and your everyday life changes when that person is gone. And those days months years um of trying to just figure out what do I do now I had Brandy to lean on and she leaned on me mm-hmm. and it was it was amazing but she has done her work and for Brandy especially you know she always says she's sensitive she's not lying for her to be someone who feels things so deeply um I was scared I was I was terrified for her um uh, I want to say it was maybe like Thanksgiving Christmas time of 2018 I was terrified because I was like I don't I don't know what she's gonna do I I I didn't know how she was gonna get through it I don't even know how it was just the grace of God. I mean, it it was really, truly a lot of prayers. I prayed for you probably more than I prayed for myself because I knew you were hurting. And I knew that that was a pain that it was palpable. 
like anybody who was around her you very, felt it very you few felt. people I tried to bring in my space because I try to be a light and I just didn't have it yeah I but it wasn't your job that wasn't your job and it and it wasn't your responsibility and I felt like really and truly it was like a burden it allowed you I feel like you've grown so much and the peace that you have now the joy you have now is because you understand that you don't have to be everything to everybody and that was a part of who you were Mm -hmm. that was your old life that you know you wanted to emulate your mom so much and that's what she did she was everything to everybody and she was unapologetic about it gracious all those wonderful things but you don't have to be that in order to honor her Mm -hmm. and I think you get that I think that you're okay with knowing that your biggest responsibility is only to you and to the life that you want to create with Ron that has literally been one of the hardest lessons that I've been trying to learn in this whole situation can't be everything to everybody. I have to show up for myself first before I can show up for others, <clears throat> which has never, to a degree, been my story. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're right. And I, I am. I Even now, I, I work really, really hard to do the work. And for anybody who's ever had that experience of losing someone they love, um, you guys know what it feels like. And those who haven't had that experience and may one day have that experience. The only thing I will offer is take it day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second. Mm-hmm. If you can wake up and turn on the light, you've done your job. If you can wake up and take a shower, because <laughs> Nobody realizes it, how difficult it is to even get yourself out of the bed to even take a shower to put some clothes on. Like I had to take it all the way down to the basics. If you can get yourself up out of the bed just to see the sun for the day and then get back in the bed, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. And each day you do that, it gets better and not even necessarily better, but a little bit easier, a little mm-hmm. bit more strength that you gain to be able to um, see the world again. Because it took me a couple of years to even see the sun, which is wild mm-hmm. to me. It's so wild. And to say that out loud, unless you've had that experience, you probably won't understand. But mm-hmm. listen, I can see the sun again and I'm just grateful. Yes. You know, praise the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. K lover, you can see clearly now that the rain is gone. Hey, hey, I think that's, I think that's a wrap, y'all. Because y'all, that, that was good. That was good. I mean, and I'm gonna let y'all have this one because no, we want to know the friend want to know about you, Kim, because everybody that's listening, you know, our stuff is heavy <laughs> but but your your story is just as important and just as valid because there's somebody listening who's trying to identify you know we all that's the beauty of this so talk to the people about where you are now and even even the plans you had for yourself when you graduated the plans you had for yourself when you graduated from Virginia State and then you went on and got your master's and how life has unfolded because we all had plans 
and most of none of them panned out. <laughs> so, okay, now talk to the people about life after college. Life after college, I don't want to talk about it because I didn't have life after college. Like I did have life, but it just did not pan out the way that I expected. Just for instance. Just y'all recapping y'all last five years. I was just a friend on the sideline, just rooting y'all on and praying y'all through. For so, that, we love you, we friend. Love you. That's huge. And I take honor. And now that I'm looking back, I, I, I thank God for that because I have not gotten married yet, and my and my core is still there. I've definitely had had some issues and stuff like that. But where the way that y'all was there for each other, I could not do that. So all I could do is sing a prayer, sing a prayer, was say a prayer and just show up when I could. And, and let that me say enough, this. Whether it was for the celebration or whether it was for the morning. Let me say I'm, this though, Kim, your prayers were necessary. Your amen. prayers were received. I, it's not a lot of people I ask to pray for me, honey. Hello, I sure don't. You know that, Kim. Now you know that. Now I don't. I ain't one of them people gonna get on social media and be like pray so no because you yeah. might be praying for my downfall. Right. Nope. That's right. I, I, I asked Kim I my mom. Me in a minute because Kim, you covered us whether you realize it or not. You mm-hmm. covered us and mm-hmm. you keep covering us. Mm-hmm. You are essential. <laughs> I'm an essential worker. Let's use that You're word. Essential worker. I'm essential to this thing because. While you feel like, you know, it, it, to me, it's not about matching. I'm no, it's not. that it's I had Brandy, like, and, you know, but we needed you to be somewhere else. And you did that. You did that for us. Seriously, because it's hard to, when you're going through stuff like that, it's, you sometimes you can't pray for yourself sometimes you can't send good thoughts sometimes you literally can't do anything but to know you have somebody uh in a background so to speak Mm -hmm. that is thinking about you that and 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 fighting the devil on your behalf yeah when i call my friend and she don't sound like herself anymore and it's like, you know what, whatever it is, we're going to work it out. You see what I'm saying? So, um, so that's, talk that's about her. what you've been going, what you've been doing, girl. So, so now me, um, so really the, the hardest loss that I had, honestly, so far was my job loss. Um, when I was working at God's controls and that's my, and that's why I'm writing the book, seven figure potential with the blue collar mentality. So okay. out of my pain, is becoming a book. I'm becoming an author. I've been sitting on this book for the last four years because I did not feel like I because I have not lived up to the seven figure piece of it yet. But somebody said write the book anyway Amen. because there's so many other messages into it. And so really, um, so me think just not have not had panned out the way that I thought when I um, when I first left college. I was so ambitious. I, and and uh, it just seemed like life was just knocking me down or it just seemed like things just didn't follow it just things didn't line up for me whether whether it be relationship wise or uh financially I was always working and I worked hard but it just and I've had nice places and I had nice cars and stuff like that and I traveled with you all everywhere but mm-hmm. um I just did not it just wasn't like the overflow it was like always like right there you feel me and um so really and then I just got into a depression 
because I just felt like God, I I this I did all I know to do. I tried to be a good Christian. I tried to be that good friend. And why hasn't things panned out for me yet, God? Mm-hmm. I, I know some people that's much more ratchet and other people are getting married. Why haven't I gotten married? People are telling me that I'm beautiful, that I'm beautiful on the inside and out. And yes, I'm a big girl, but other big girls are married too. People keep telling me this. And then when I got a word when I was 18 years old, so I knew I always knew I was going to be a wife, but I didn't know when. So I always struggle with that, this in-between phase. Mm-hmm. And like Nikki, I haven't had a lot of boyfriends either. So I've only had three. And so, um, but several affairs and, and lovers, but <laughs> not several lovers. But not a few. A few. You see what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a warm girl. I'm a warm girl, but I'm a late <laughs> bloomer. I'm a late bloomer. So everything I did, I did when I was grown within this last decade. You see what I'm saying? So that that was another piece as well. So for, so me, I'm just in a rebuilding phase. That's where I am right now. And, I, and now, honestly, I, and I don't even feel no ways about it um, anymore because really, I feel like this last 10 years was giving me experience to be able to uh, share with other people. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not ashamed of where I am in life um, or the experiences that I had. Um, I had to heal and get over some things. So when I get to my next, I won't take this baggage with me. I won't mess mm-hmm. up my else's life. Some mm-hmm. things you just have to experience to have power when you tell your testimony. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so that's where I am. And um, I feel like this, I didn't, I, I didn't thank God that I had support and that's where I am with things Uh, even though I had struggled with companionship but I had y'all for friendship and I had a supportive family and that has sustained me Mm -hmm. that's why friends are important to me so Kim you said you're in the rebuilding phase and I think this is really key for Fram to like like zone in on because I can take it micro and I can take it macro so Mm -hmm. on the micro if you look at all three of us at the time, you might have been comparing yourself to me and Brandy and saying, well, God, you know, why haven't these things happened for me? But look at us. All three of us have had different walks in these last five years and journeys and fires that we have had to crawl through. But we're all still at the rebuilding phase. We're all starting over. Yep. We really are. So it doesn't matter what you think it should look like. What matters is that you're in your purpose at your point in time, because Mm -hmm. that is when God moves, when it's right, when it's the right time. But like you said, you have to do some unpacking. You have to let your baggage go. You have to be willing and able to accept the gifts that God is going to give you because he's not going to give you something to tear it up. You have to show them that you're ready for it. And so for me and Brandy, you know, I've had conversations with Brandy and I've had them with you. When you used to use the, the phrase drifting through life. And uh, I've been saying that. I got that from you initially. You said that when we was in college. Some days you'd be like, I'm just drifting through life. And you know, that so much until it became a reality. Mm-hmm. 10 years later, it came a reality. So that's what, another thing too, life and death is in the power of our tongue. Proverbs 18.21 shares that. So I'm not even going to say that anymore because mm-hmm. our words shape our world. That's mm-hmm. true. I went to being a person that was so on fire, so driven, so ambitious. So I literally did drift through life these mm-hmm. last three years. From 2017 to 2020, I was, I was in a drift. My drift happened uh, later 
You see what I'm saying? Some people get off the hook and fall apart early on and try to figure stuff out. I don't know. It was opposite for me. I was a person that always knew what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, how many kids I wanted to have, the type of guy I wanted to be with, that type of thing. And it didn't happen that way for me. And so then I got to that point and when I had lost my job that was on for almost five years um, because I was being harassed at work and then I ended up choking the person and I lost my job. <laughs> Savage. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because, because because I bottled stuff up. I didn't release yes. it. You see what I'm saying? Yep, yep. And then I had got stuck and stagnant in that position because that was the most money that I've made and I couldn't walk away from the job. I was working a blue collar job, but I was making the money of somebody with a master's degree. You see what I'm saying? And I'm going to talk about that in my book as well. Stay tuned. But that, that was my reality. You see what I'm saying? And I, me being a single woman, yeah, I had a nice crib, nice car and stuff like that. And you know how we live. I had to be able to, that, that's the way I was able to sustain my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then when all that fell apart, it's just like, I couldn't get my stuff together. Yeah. But God. But God. But God. So tell friend, the people what you friend, have been doing. That's what, how I got through. My faith, my friend, and my fam. That's how I got through. So tell the people what they can expect from Kay Lizzle. Because you just talked about, okay, we talked about real estate license last episode. That's one of the things. But you talked about your book. But you also had something, you had other stuff going on in these last five years. Tell the people what you've been doing. Because Kim is somebody, like she said, I don't like when you say you used to be ambitious because you still are. It's a part of who you are. It's Mm -hmm. never going to change. It's never going to leave you. That is who you are at the core. Mm -hmm. You always have your hand in a lot of different pots because you're not just going to be complacent you're not satisfied with good enough you want to even because even in the midst of your depression you still was trying to show up for yourself every day that's right that's right so you need to give yourself credit yes you do Mm -hmm. i would get upset with kim and i would probably fuss i might even cuss her i don't know probably i don't know probably maybe no you were you know um because she would get so down on herself and it was like but why haven't i got this this and this it's time you can't tell kim nothing kim (laughs) is hard-headed and kim wants things her way and honestly a big piece of that is because god has allowed things to go her way for a long time as has he has with the rest of us Mm -hmm. but everybody is going to go through something and like i always say i would rather go through it knowing than not even recognizing the power and the beauty in what you went through. You Mm -hmm. know why you went through the things that you did. You can harness all of that into your new book, into your t-shirt line, Mm -hmm. into being, you know, a minister, you know. We've been speaking that over her life since we've been in college. She don't want to, she don't want to bow down, my mom. My mom, are you listening? Are you listening, my mom? She don't want to Fram, that should be the new hashtag. Hashtag evangelist yeah. Kim, uh, K Lover Dover. Prophetess. Because Kim knows. Kim be knowing. Hashtag Kim be knowing. We're going to make a t shirt out of that. Kim be knowing. Okay? She's touched. She's touched. But Kim, yes, you have a calling on your life. Whether you want to. Oh, gosh. She keep trying to run from it. I run to the Lord, but that extra stuff, I wasn't trying Kim, to Kim, oh since since the very beginning, freshman year, okay? 
this has been the conversation since freshman year. Just this summer, Nikki and Kim came to Atlanta. We were hanging out for of July weekend. We were hanging out at the pool. And me and Nikki rebaptized the girl. It did. It ran these pool. Yeah. <laughs> and we try we've been speaking this over her life. She knows it. Her her own family knows it. Anyone who encounters Kim knows that she has this call on her life that she just refused Listen. to tap into. Tap, tap, tap in. Listen, listen, it's true I, though. Listen, it's true though. Listen, I just when it happens, when when what is it? What's it called, Kim? When somebody gets, I don't know. Know. is it a convocation? Whatever. <laughs> Your holy convocation comes. No, 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 no. Let's go. No. Let's I, just mark this. No. Okay. We mm-hmm. final. We got it on video, and we have it recorded because we did it this right. summer. We tried it. Yes, friend. But told my friend her. told me that I'm gonna be a minister. That's that's what you that's what you do when you got friends that you could that you party and pray with, and then they turn around and tell you that you go. I would come to your church. I would come to your church. I'm not having my own church. I just serve in the Lord's church, anybody's church. It don't matter. As long as I'm serving, that's all that matters to me. This was good. But anyway, yes, Kim, I would be a part of your congregation, okay? And that's big. Me and too. Because you know. I don't like no foolery. You don't like no fool. I don't play with the good Lord. And I don't fool around. But I would come and be one of your sheep. Praise the Lord. I would be one of your sheep. Because I know you ain't going to lead me astray. No, nope. <laughs> not at all. I'm not you at- take that rod and that staff, and you guide me right back to where I need to be. <laughs> and yoke you right on in the place, huh? I can't with you. How's she gonna say we'll take that route <laughs> where you need to be? Oh, Lord. I need that sometimes. You know? Well, yeah, I just I, I just want to say, so, Kim, you know, I am I'm proud of you. I know that Nikki's story, mm-hmm. maybe my story may sound like we've been through the ringer, which we have, but Kim has been through her own yep. ringer mm-hmm. and she still shows up. Like in spite of and Fram, Fram, if this is something that you know you've had to go through where you thought things were gonna be a certain way, I feel like we all have. Yeah. You think things life is gonna go a certain yeah. way yeah. and it doesn't necessarily pan out that way. Just just let go and let God. You yeah, like Kim has never quit in the midst of all never. the things, the ups and downs and the rounds and rounds. I never thought about that. Never. Even even when, excuse me, even when you think things can't get better. Right. You always find a way to see the good, to find the light. You and I are similar in that way, how Nikki was saying, how we try to be all things to all people. Your season, these last few seasons has been part of that's part of the test like you have to learn that you can't be all things to all people you got to practice showing up for yourself not and you do show up for yourself but you try to show up for yourself and everybody kim is yeah she's showing up for herself but she's showing up with 10 bags (laughs) you deserve to put those bags down Mm-hmm. you I you know and and a professor told me this a long time ago and at the time I wasn't able to receive it but I get it now mm-hmm. you are it's okay 
to have the appearance of leaving people behind because the truth is you're not you're trying to better yourself to get to a position where you can turn around and pull them up Mm -hmm. you can't pull nobody up if y'all parallel you cannot be on the same ground and i'm pulling you up because guess what i'm gonna pull you up and you're gonna be on top of me and that's gonna push me back down Mm -hmm. if you're the one with the vision if you're the one with the means to make it happen and the fortitude then you have to press forward. You deserve to live your best life, Kim. You have always been everything to everyone. And I know that's what we love you for, but you deserve happiness. You deserve to be selfish. And that selfishness is going to allow you more opportunities to do more for the people that you love. You don't have to stay down in the trenches. You're not meant for that life. That's not what God wants for you. And that's not hated you. You are. You are. Listen. I get to stay in the trenches. Run. Run. Take (laughs) off. No, she's not running in her seat. Listen. I'm free today, y'all. Some people run for their healing. Run for your happiness because that's yours, and you deserve it. And I feel, and I feel very strongly about, you know, the strength that Kim has. I feel very strongly that, you know, even though when things may not look like what you think it's supposed to look like, it's all working out in your favor and it's going to work out in your favor because you always keep that smile on your face. Even when there are times where you might lose faith or feel like what's going on, there's never been a time where God has not kept you. Hey, that's true. Come on, he kept me last And there's never been a time where even when you felt like it wasn't going in your way that you did not praise the Lord, show up for God. He, yes. he shows up for you and he's going to continue to show up for you. So I'm proud of you. Yes. I'm proud of you all of us. You life. You better fight. <laughs> fight for the life that you want, that you deserve. Yes. Nobody's going to give it to you. Kim, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And you are doing it. Just you do are it. doing it. And Fram, we hope that you're fighting for your life. I hope this gives you strength that even though tough times happen, it doesn't last always. There's light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and you have people in your corner, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't, you need to find you some. Find you yes, some friend, you huh? That you let go of people who don't mean you any good with that you can cry let go of people who always want to tell you what you can't do because they didn't do it come on let go of those people who always want to tell you something that could go wrong every time you get a dream let them go the worst kind of people to be around even if they're your family the worst type of people to be around is the people who want to shoot you down before you even get out the the door you can't even get a start on it and the reality is what they're telling you is their biggest fear Mm. the fact that they didn't never leave they couldn't do it they don't think that you can make it out the fact that they didn't finish they don't think that you should start the fact that they couldn't achieve they don't think that you should even try no lies let you those people go today, she she? come on come on hey i got a word too and that's why we sit here at your feet and listen off your word i received the word to come out of prophet nick nasty 
Nick Nasty. <laughs> Prophetess Nick Nasty. Prophetess Nick Nasty, but he has a word. So, Fram, that's all we got for this week. Right. We just want to kind of give you a little bit more about who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have any more questions, more than willing to answer. Nikki told you where to find us. BK around the way at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. We want to hear from you. Please don't forget to send us those messages or DMs because we want to talk about things that matter to you. And if you got something out of this, just drop a gem. Let us know that the content that we're putting out, it resonates with you. It means something to you. Give a shout out to your friend if you have friend. Give a shout out to them. But we just want to encourage you to just keep pushing that you're not out here by yourself and that you love you even if it's just you you gotta love yourself see you next week bye